Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Hey, Pastor, we're back on the Shepherd Talk podcast today. Excited to talk. How's your day going? It's good. Uh, good. Good to be back on the, our podcast. Yeah, so thankful for this conversation we get to have, and hopefully, really thankful for those that are listening, and uh, yeah, hope that absolutely. it's an encouragement to them, and uh, look forward to just continuing to talk on things that are going on in your life, and just a heart for our church family, and those that are uh, out there paying uh, attention and listening to this today. We want to talk about worship today, mm-hmm. and when we say worship pastor and a lot of different things maybe come to mind in people's heads when we mention that word. But uh, you recently wrote and quoted J.I. Packer to say, to worship God is to recognize his worth or worthiness, to look Godward and to acknowledge in all appropriate ways the value of what we see. The Bible calls this activity glorifying God or giving glory to God and views it as an ultimate end. And from one point of view, the whole duty of man, and that's coming from multiple scriptures from Psalm in First Corinthians. And so when we think of worship today, Pastor, just in a heart of what Packer says right here, what do you would you say is the biggest hindrance of people in our world today worshiping God? Well, that's a great question, Chase. And uh, I, I would say uh, I, there are probably lots of things we could list, but the biggest one, uh, biggest distraction may be that we don't genuinely understand what worship is. That's good. And that's why I like J.I. Packer's uh, statement is because he really defines for us what worship is. You know, in past podcasts, we've talked about the fact that we've been created with a purpose, a right. God-given purpose. Right. And part of that God-given purpose is to worship Him, to bring glory to Him with our lives. And there is a sense in which anytime you are honoring God with your service or what you're doing, that you are worshiping God. But there's a, a larger sense in which worship is all about uh, you getting to know God for who He is and then worship over flowing because of your proximity to him and because of your understanding of who he is. And that feeds a desire then to be pleasing to him, which is an element of worship, uh, to bring glory to him, to honor him. Uh, And and so I think one of the biggest distractions uh, is that people, uh, they don't really understand worship is. And, And look, I'm a pastor. I want people coming to church. Right. Because we're going to worship God. But I don't want worship to be limited to saying worship happens on Sunday morning from 8.15 to 9.30 or from uh, 10.50 to uh, 12.15 or something like that. I don't want that to be uh, the idea of worship. I want the idea of worship being the gathering of God's people to glorify God. I want it to be God's people in their world living for God, which pleases Him and honors Him. There is a second thing that I think is distracting, though, uh, for people when it comes to worship. And this is very practical. And that is, Chase, that so many people today are just so busy that worship just becomes a part of the routine. We talked about routines recently. It becomes a part of their schedule. So it becomes just like, okay, we have our kids have this and this and this, and then we have worship, and then we have this and this and this. And I think that is a the distraction of the so many things. Right. 
uh, whether it be good things, hobbies, uh, family, friends, uh, you know, whatever it may be. But the distraction is we've got so many things pulling at us that worship ends up just being one more thing pulling at us right. instead of the expression of our our the reason we were created. Does right. that make sense? It does. Totally makes sense. Yeah. And so in this column, you go on and talk about, you know, when you think of worship, you, you mentioned the fact that Scripture views uh, the glorifying of God and the worship of God as a six-fold activity. You talk about praising God for all that He is and all that he has done, thanking him for his gifts and his goodness to us, asking him to meet our own and others' needs, offering him our gifts, our service, ourselves, learning of him from his word, read and preach, um, and obeying his voice. You know, when we think of all this, Pastor, and you talked about it just a minute ago, and talking about worship being beyond a set time uh, here at the church or at a, a Wednesday night setting or a Sunday morning setting, those kind of things, when we think about worship in our day-to-day -day life, in the busyness of our season, in the busyness of our schedules, what does that really look like? What does it look like to worship God at work? What does it look like to allow our families to worship God at the ball fields? What does it look like to live that lifestyle of worship past just showing up to church on a scheduled time? Yeah. Well, remember what the scripture says, Jason, you know this verse that says, whatever you do in word and in deed, do all for the glory of God. And again, it goes back to a little bit to what we were talking about just a minute ago. We've got to move past just assuming that worship happens in a church building. Right. Now, I've heard the other side is true, too. A lot of folks say, well, I don't have to go to church because I worship God anywhere. I, I talked to a man some years ago. I was playing golf on a Friday. <laughs> and, uh, and so he had been placed with me and a couple of other guys, and right. he was riding with me in the cart. And so... I thought, Lord, this is a divine opportunity for me to talk with him about you. And we began to talk a little bit. And I asked him, I said, uh, uh, do you have a relationship with God? He said, oh, yeah, I've got a relationship with God. I said, wonderful. I said, do you where, do you attend church anywhere? And he said, no, no, I don't attend church. He said, my wife's into that. But he said, I don't attend church. He said, on Sundays, I'm out here. And he kind of spread his arms uh, looking at the golf course. He said, this is where I'll be. And I'll be worshiping God because of this beautiful creation. But he said, I, I don't go to church. Well, that's not the idea of worship either. Right, right. Okay. Um, and, and so we have to be careful that we don't say, well, I don't, I don't go to church. I don't gather. Because we are told not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Um, but together as a family to worship God. But, but when we leave here, the same is true. We don't say, okay, I have worshiped. Right. That's done. Right. And I'm afraid a lot of believers kind of look at it that way. I've worshipped, I'm done. But we're to be worshiping at work, right? in word or in deed. We're to be worshiping when we're sitting in a restaurant, That's right. uh, carrying a conversation. We're to be worshiping when we're at home playing games with our family. Uh, you know, I heard a guy say some years ago, he said, you can glorify God when you lose it, putt-putt golf. He said, if Christ is Lord of your life. And, the master, and it's true. So the key to worshiping beyond just what we call formal worship is that Christ is Lord of our life. That's good. And if he's Lord of our life, then he becomes Lord of our jobs, Lord of our homes, Lord of our hobbies, and fill in the, the list. Right, exactly right. So, Pastor, let's just say for a second you lost at putt-putt golf. All right. You ever done that before? That's never happened. Okay, I didn't think so. But let's just say you did, all right, and you had to continue to live this life of worship in the loss 
of putt putt golf. Maybe it was Bodie in the near future. You might let Bodie beat you. I don't know. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so but if you did that and you continue to live a life of worship, how does that life in the midst of everyday living really change the world around you? Well, first of all, it becomes not just uh, pleasing to God. It becomes a testimony. People see and say, how do you... Putt-putt golf, we're using an extreme exaggeration. <laughs> um, and uh, though I've never lost, I have had the elephant's trunk hit the ball and knock it off the course a couple of times. you got to watch out for that but, one. Uh, but people are watching us. When they know we're believers, they are watching us. Right. And so how I handle the ups and downs of life, that's really what you're talking about, Right. Become, forms a testimony about my life, about what's important in my life, and who's important that's in good. my life. And so if they can see that Christ is as real to me when I lose at putt-putt golf, again, we're using that kind of as a, <laughs> a silly illustration, but if they can see that Christ is... is uh, the priority of my life in the difficulties of my life, what it reflects to them is what is different? How does he have that kind of proximity or closeness to God? And oftentimes it causes them to say, I don't have that when I face these ups and downs, but I need that and I want that. So in practical living, it is about lordship and that lordship in practical living uh, should overflow in the testimony of our life which glorifies God, and and it's not done to say, hey, I'm going to just show that. A lot of people, Chase, they say, well, i got to do the right thing because everybody's watching. Well, do the right thing because everybody's right. watching, but the motive is right. I do the right thing because God is watching. That's good. Yeah. I do the right thing because I have this relationship with Him. And so what they're seeing is, is an overflow of worship. Right. It's an overflow of relationship. And I think that then... Uh, uh, acts as an influence uh, to other people. Yeah, that's so good. You know, as we kind of wrap this conversation up about worship today, you know, we talked at the beginning about maybe the biggest hindrance of that for people today, but let's just kind of wrap up just for a second, Pastor, of something, things you've seen in your life to help practically move you from a life of just uh, the mundane living to true worship of the Lord. Well, at number one, you, when you see answers to prayer, I that would I'd probably say is number one. Uh, having seen God answer prayers and uh, nothing shy of miracles. That's good. Yeah. You know, and so when you see those things, you and the more you see that, the more in awe you are of God That's good. and His care. Um, I've seen God bring me and my family through things, and you look at it and you say, that was God. Right. Only God could do that. That is awe-inspiring to me. To think that um, that that's the God that I'm related to and that I know uh, causes me to say, I want to know him more. Right. I want to worship him and I want to seek him because if this is what I know already, how much more can I know? And so um, I just look at those, those uh, incidences and those incidences answered prayer, God's hand, God's movement, uh, build a foundation upon which you say he is worthy of worship. Right. And that takes noticing those, though. We've talked a lot about being distracted and busyness of life, and uh, so it takes a moment to... Well, I would add this, Chase. Uh, The room of Scripture also says this, be still and know that I am God. 
implied in that statement is worship. Right. Slow down enough right. to recognize who I am. Right. And when you do, you will often recognize what he's doing. That's good. Or what he has done. That's good. Or you can look back and see how the providence of God has been orchestrating in your life. The steps of a righteous person, the scripture says, are ordered by God. Mm -hmm. And we rarely can see that. We can't generally see it in the present, and we certainly can't see it for the future, but we can in the present look back and see how God uh, in his goodness has orchestrated these things or intersected our paths or intervened in our life in such a way. But to do that, you've got to be still. Right. And when you get still before God, then his voice becomes louder. Yeah. And you can see what he's done to get you where you are. That's so good, Pastor. You know, this life of worship, you know, from a corporate setting, but also to that daily living uh, lifestyle of worship. So vital to us. You wrapped up this column and quoted William Temple saying, worship is the submission of all our nature to God. Such a powerful statement for each and every one of us as we're listening and just talking through this today to truly live that life of worship out. It's the submission of all our nature mm -hmm. to God, everything about us uh, to him and him alone. Is there anything else today about worship that you'd like to say, Pastor? Well, I just say, as you quoted William Temple there from, from a recent article that I wrote, and it's so true um, that, that worship is submission, but it is not uh, coercion. Mm -hmm. God doesn't coerce us. You're going to submit to me. Now, the Bible right. says one day, right. every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That'll be this ultimate act of worship, but there'll be some some humbling there of people who have been defiant to God. But that's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about if we genuinely want to worship God, we it begins with surrender. That's good. First, surrender our lives right. to the Lord Jesus. And if you're listening to this podcast today and you don't know the Lord Jesus, uh, Chase and I both want to urge you to call upon him. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, the scripture says. And that means you just cry out to him. You don't have to understand it all, right? But but that is the first step of surrender. The second is if you're a believer already, uh, you already know Christ, but you haven't been pursuing Christ, then you too must again surrender. Not surrender surrender in the terms of being saved, but surrender and submit your will again to Him, so that He can begin to. Uh, uh, reignite that fellowship that uh, was there early on for you or was there maybe soon but you or recently but you just uh, kind of moved away and so uh, it, the bottom line is worship is foremost an act of submission of all of who we are to all of who he is and when we do that um, uh, then we get to experience God, worship isn't just about saying, God, you're worthy of worship. It is, right. it is part of it. Part of it right. But when we do that through surrender, guess what? We're the ones that become blessed, right. and we're the ones who benefit. Right. And so that's the submission, the surrender act. So right. if we get that, if you say, where do I start? Start there. That's good. That's good. Well, thanks again today, Pastor, for these thoughts and uh, just conversation about worship. And I uh, know 
for those listening, we want us all to live this lifestyle of worship, but also you have some other things that you'd like to make available for them as far as a level of leadership and some resources concerning that. Yeah, well, with this podcast, each of the subsequent podcasts that we have uh, done, uh, will do, and the ones we've already done, uh, we're going to provide a, uh, a resource. And what we've been uh, offering uh, free to our listeners if they'll simply contact us at shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org, uh, we want to send them this podcast resource, uh, Moses on Leadership, Part 5. We've talked about four and offered four previous ones. It's uh, just principles that we learned from Moses about how to be effective in life and in leadership. And uh, so all our audience has to do is uh, contact us again at shepherdtalk. Uh, at rbcdothan.org and just say, hey, I'd like the free resource, uh, Moses, on leadership, uh, number five. And we'll make that available. Uh, all of them are available, but uh, that's the one we're offering uh, today. And so we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to make that, uh, that resource um, available to you. Again, Pastor, thank you for today, and thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.